I'm not a big fan of the South African team being in the European Cup. The trick is in the name. You can see that one part doesn't fit into the other. I do think they've brought a huge amount of style and some fantastic rugby to Subscribe it. to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Well, Kenny, we've just watched Manchester United beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. Very impressive Manchester United display. Forest at home are generally quite good, but like 2-0 was the least United deserved, fair to say? Yeah, I was really impressed with you. I don't think I've enjoyed a Manchester United performance in terms of their attacking play for quite some uh, time. So I thought from the very start today, Nathan, they were bang at it. Um, with the Sevilla game coming uh, midweek, you could argue maybe, you could excuse me a little bit, maybe a lack of focus considering what's at stake against Sevilla, but no, it was the exact opposite from United. I think the fact what was at stake today um, with uh, both uh, Tottenham and Newcastle dropping points yesterday, I think they realised, the players played as if they realised the significance of, uh, significance of the result today, a win today, how much it would mean in the context of their season in Champions League football uh, next season. So, yeah, they were bang on it from the very start today. Interesting, Sabisa was down to start, before you mention it. He came out with the starting lineup. Ericsson comes onto the pitch and, wow, just transformed the whole, whole thing. Didn't surprise us, really, in terms of the qualities which he has. But he absolutely, it was a perfect game from Nathan today, Ericsson, because they were playing against the team, Notts Forest, who kind of surrendered the ball to United to an extent. And when you do that against Manchester United, Ericsson's the first player you want on the pitch. Because if, if you're a Manchester United forward, if you're Bruno, if you're Martial, Anthony or Sancho on this occasion, look at down the pitch into that central midfield area. The one person you want to see on the pitch is Christian Ericsson for the obvious reasons. Ironically, Sabitzer's injury was maybe a bigger blow then to Nottingham Forest because not only did it allow Ericsson to come in and run the show in midfield it suddenly allowed Bruno Fernandes to get into the position he wants to play in and his performance today was uh, he's been out during the week he's been uh, talking a lot about the criticism he got after the Liverpool talking game talking a lot Bruno no I don't, I don't believe <laughs> defended that defended his uh, right that. to talk a lot that he's obviously a very <laughs> passionate and emotional player and uh, obviously felt the criticism he took after the Liverpool game was very harsh Like that was him at his best today oh. Honest to God, I haven't seen him play as well for a, a long time. Yeah, I haven't been overwhelmed by him this season. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of him when he operates in these kind of wide areas, which is where the manager has played him. For me, his best position is a number 10. He's a number 10 for me. And when he disciplines himself, Nathan, to play in that position, and when I say that position, I mean basically in behind uh, the opposition the, uh, midfielders in those kind of little pockets, he really does impact the game. And we saw him do that today. And the reason he did it, again, like I said, because he, lo- he looked at Ericsson further down the pitch and said, you know what? I don't have to go and get on the ball. I trust him to get on the ball and find me in these little pockets. And that's what he did from the very start of the game. The connection between them two in particular was absolutely fantastic. And I saw more crosses from Bruno into the box from, from uh, wide positions. I saw him get into the box and try and get on the end of crosses today. And the reason he could do that was he was keeping a higher position, Nathan. When he comes deeper and hits a big switch of play and the cross comes into the box, there's too much ground for him to make up. But because he was within 10 yards of Martial today when the ball went wide and crosses came into the box he was looking to get on the end of things could, could have scored with a header first half could have scored with a header again uh, second half hit the crossbar uh, with a fantastic shot so he really impacted the game in the last third I think we saw Bruno Fernandes at his best today his discipline best So what enabled him to be his discipline best? How do they get that every week? Now, a lot of people would feel watching Bruno, they get that every week. They will point out his goal contributions, his stats, his assists, his goals. But if you're saying that at times there's there's doubts about him, what is it that 
enabled them to perform to that level but today. But the big reason, the big reason for me was Ericsson and they were playing against the team who kind of gave up the ball to United, so they dominated possession. Now against a team, a better technical team, a footballing team, who'll take the ball off you, uh, off United a little bit more than Forrest did today. Then I see, then I think you see the potential weakness of Ericsson and Bruno in the United team. Ericsson not the greatest defender. You've got to ask him to defend for significant periods of times in central midfield. Then you see a potential uh, weakness there. But against this tor- Forest team today, we're going to dominate possession. For me, that Ericsson uh, Fernandez combination was absolutely perfect. And this is the most effective that I've seen him. I've spoken about him having a kind of free role at times uh, when he plays, going into wide airs, coming very deep. Don't necessarily mind him. Uh, Drifting into wide areas of the pitch if the if the space is there, Sancho comes in off the line, Anthony as well. So there's a bit of a license to drive into those wide areas and get good quality crosses into the box, which he did. It's for me when he comes too deep, when he comes in contact with Casemiro, and even into the full back positions, we've seen him get on the ball. If I'm in opposition defender, that's where I want to see him. I want to see him 40, 50 yards away away from my goal because of the quality which he has. But he didn't do that today. He didn't come on to Casemiro's toes today. He stayed away from him. He stayed in contact with Martial. Stayed in contact with Sancho and Anthony and Manchester United look far better because of it I'm sure any Forest fans listening will say don't talk to me about an injury crisis but Manchester United came into this with a lot of problems no Marcus Rashford they were missing Scott McTominay from their squad Mm. as well today and then the problems at the back no Martinez no Varane no Luke Shaw so it was a second start of the season for Lindelof and Maguire two players who know each other obviously very very well from the last few years at United Uh, Kept a clean sheet. Maguire got booked inside three minutes. I think everyone, I'm sure Manchester United fan watching went, uh-oh. Uh, but sort of settled himself after then. They're going to need them a lot over the next few weeks. What were your thoughts on, on the performance today and how that might work out for them? Yeah, solid both of them. That's all they had to be, really. Didn't Weren't tested too much because uh, Forrest couldn't get any real sustained pressure on the Manchester United penalty box for the duration of the game. Had a wobbly start to the game. Maguire got booked early. Nearly got done in behind. As we know, 1v1, the pace of a one nearly exposed him. That's why he dragged him down. But I thought he, he recovered well after that. You know, he was calm, showed all his experience, um, didn't allow himself to get isolated 1v1 situations after that. So it was a solid performance from the two. The manager will be pleased. Like I said, I think I might have said it in commentary. I think the manager will be pleased in terms of the quality which he has at centre-half. Martinez and Varane are his first-choice pairing. We know that. But he'll be more than happy with his backup, that pairing of Lindelof and Maguire. Like I said, I think the big decision in the summer is going to be whether Lindelof and Maguire is going to be happy to play second fiddle to Varane and Martinez over the course of the season. Yes, they'll pick up the first set of injuries, Varane in particular. But for me, Harry Maguire, at that stage of his career, and Lindelof to an extent, I can't believe they're going to be happy uh, to turn up for pre-season at Manchester United knowing they got a slot in his toward in first choice centre-half so we'll, at That's the moment it's not an issue because his games are coming thick and fast some big games coming up and they will play their part for the and with the injuries to the other two yeah absolutely so there'll be no complaints now but certainly over the summer I'd expect uh, Lindelof and Maguire to be having some serious conversations with uh, Ten Hag I'd be very surprised if Harry Maguire is still at Manchester United next year but well, that's interesting because he is such a lightning rod for criticism from Manchester United supporters. You know, he would point out now he's had five clean sheets in his last five Premier League starts. For, he has, he has Manchester personally. United. Oh, right, he personally has, uh, of course. But so you feel actually it'll be Maguire's decision that yeah. that if if he found himself in a position that they were his four centre halves next year, that Ten Hag would actually be quite happy with that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Ten Hag's got to be very happy having Harry Maguire and Harry Maguire's had his, his issues lack of confidence he's made mistakes but he's still got certain qualities Harry Maguire now he's dominant in the air with his ball playing uh, ability he's a very experienced player England's national 
Now England kind of captain, you know, he's for, first uh, pick uh, for the international uh, manager. So why wouldn't you want that player as your, as your number three choice centre half? But you can't tell me Harry Maguire is going to be happy. In fact, I, I, I'd question. I was quite. I'd question his motivation, his mentality a little bit. He, he he's happy just to slot in his Manchester United's number three, uh, next year. At this stage of his career, surely he wants to play every game. He wants to play the the big games and be kind of have a bigger role within the team, whatever team that's at. I don't see that uh, for him at Manchester. Maybe he's playing the long game, Nathan. Maybe he's looking at Brand and thinking, I don't fancy this fella could be out for six months. It's only a matter of time before he picks up another injury. He's going to force his way in. He's going to stay. Maybe he backs himself that he can turn things around at Manchester. United and if that's his motivation well fair enough and good luck to him but I think the manager looks at his uh, when everybody's fit in those centre-half positions it's a given I think at the moment it's Varane and Martinez who plays And looking at the real short term then for Manchester United because like the next 10 days they have second leg against Sevilla over in Spain they have Brighton in the FA Cup semi-final they have Tottenham in the Premier League if those two are the centre halves, does that change in any way the way Ten Hag plays in how far up the pitch they play and how Casemiro, Eriksen, who you've touched on a lot, I think that if teams get a run on them, yeah. that's the one area of their game. Like we saw United today defend right up the pitch yeah. against the side, as you've said, Forrest, who sort of let you have the ball and don't really press that high. Do you think that the fact that Martinez and Varane aren't going to be there for probably those three games, that he might tweak his setup? Tweak, you're probably right. I think you do have to tweak it because you have to realise the limitations of the players. McGuire, we spoke about his strength. We know what his weaknesses are in terms of his recovery speed. He hasn't got it. I don't think it's a given. I think if Luke Shaw gets himself back fit, I don't know how, how far Luke Shaw's away. Is a week or two away? Nathan, I'm not too sure. You might know better for me. I think Luke Shaw comes into the team potentially ahead of Harry Maguire and Lindelof at centre-half. We saw him come in like a few weeks ago mm. playing a number of games there. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, Luke Shaw, in, in, in that area of the pitch. So I think he's another option uh, for the manager potentially going forward at, at centre-half. You could see a Luke Shaw-Harry Maguire partnership uh, at centre-half even because you looked at the full-backs today, I thought they were rock-solid. Dallow, I think, has had a great season. A bit of a dip after the World Cup, but I think he's had a fine season overall. Wan-Bissaka as well. I think those, those two at full-backs pretty much picked themselves between now and the end of the season. Molasses had a difficult time. I wouldn't trust him between now and the end of the season. So even Luke Shaw's centre-half and those two lads are full-back. I think he's options there. It's not as if he's lost the two centre-halves. He's no options. Those two have to play. I think Luke Shaw comes into the equation there centre-half as well. Naturally left-sided, very comfortable on the ball. He has that quickness of foot, uh, good acceleration. Like I said, he really impressed when he came in and played centre-half some weeks ago. So I'd have no qualms whatsoever. Luke Shaw going into the Manchester United team for these big games coming up, playing kind of that left-sided centre-half position. How do you feel then the next week in particular goals going to Spain to take on Sevilla a Brighton team who were just sensational yesterday against Chelsea and the questions that they will ask of the Manchester United side who are clearly improving today's win means they've surpassed last season's points tally already with 8-9 games yeah. still to go like they're heading in the right direction yeah. just how how quickly and how high is their, is well, their yeah, peak yeah but they're in a great place I think it looks as if the spirit's great yes they've had the injuries etc and disruptions to the team but it feels as if the group's kind of together that was a great bounce back off the back of the disappointment uh, midweek that was a great performance today for the reasons uh, that I've said and big games coming up the whole dressing room will be, will be up Sevilla midweek then bounce into a FA Cup semi-final it's two difficult games don't get me wrong Sevilla and Brighton we've spoken about uh, how well they're playing be fast to say in terms of whether he trusts Ericsson midweek against Sevilla um, with a start you know he's got the option of Fred there obviously I'm not sure if McTominay will be available Sevilla's obviously out and even the Bruno Fernandez suspended 
Yeah, Fernandes suspended, of course he is. So that, could, that could well change the dynamic there as well. Could he push Ericsson into the number 10 role a little bit higher up the pitch? So some big decisions for the United manager to make. But I think they're in a good place. That's the thing. They're playing well. Confidence is high. You know, everybody wants to be a, a part of it. That's the right dynamic. That's the right atmosphere you want around the club going into all these big games. It's exactly where you want to be. You know, I wouldn't think there's any Manchester United uh, supporters bemoaning that all oh, games are coming to games are coming thinking fast it's a nightmare that's exactly where a lot of other football clubs would want to be big games coming up at the business end of the season and like I said that performance today I kind of contrasted it to Chelsea's at the weekend with the Real Madrid game coming up some people might argue well it's all about the Real Madrid game you can get you know don't worry about the performance today I, I don't see it like that for me that game before you bounce into a big uh, European Cup game is always important psychologically for the players to go into that game off the back of a good performance and a, go- a good win that really kind of helps the kind of confidence and self-belief Chelsea didn't get that yesterday against Brighton but Manchester United certainly got it today just a mention on Forrest who remain inside the relegation zone 10 games without a win uh, we had different words to describe them pre-game where I said their tactics were quite negative you said they were quite practical was there anything today that you saw that would give you hope that they'll get out of the bottom three um, well, no more so than it's given me a bit of hope um, after the difficult start of the season which they had I think you're right as Cooper took a step back in terms of right I've got to change things here a little bit that kind of deep defensive block defensive structure that was kind of pretty obvious and I think it's generally served them well um, it's just that cutting edge it's just that cutting, uh, cutting edge high up the pitch signed so many forwards kind of potential kind of goal scorers players with attacking quality but they've really disappointed you know, Cooper must feel almost a little bit let down. You spoke about Lingard, his contribution over the course of the season. He was a big signing uh, for them. Emmanuel Dennis coming off the bench. One year, if he's their best option at the moment, Nathan, we saw the quality of his finishing today. He's kind of absolutely way off it. Gibbs White on the periphery of the game. Brendan Johnson's probably been the only one who's kind of stepped up and kind of been a leader of sorts, despite his uh, tender age uh, this season. So that would be the worry. Difficult to go into these games almost... Your mindset's always we have to keep a clean sheet. Now, if we're going to win this game, we have to keep a clean sheet. We can see the goal, just can't see a score in two goals. That's a lot of pressure uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on those players going into every game between now and the end of the season. They're in a difficult position, they really are. I know they're in contact with Leeds and Everton above them, but you look at those two teams above and Leeds and Everton, you just feel as if potentially, in terms of potential goals in the team, you look at Leeds, the quality they have high up the pitch, and Everton to a certain extent, I think both those teams have the edge on Forrest at the moment. But you've got to just keep believing. You have to keep believing. Big personalities, Nathan, been in this position before many times in my career at this stage of the season. The fear, that fear factor is there. You know, the self-doubt's kind of creeping in. The kind of big personalities in the dressing room to show kind of leadership, the manager as well. So certainly wouldn't rule them out. They're very much in the mix. But yeah, it's getting more concerning um, after every game that goes by. We got a good game today. Uh, I have to say, watching Brighton Chelsea yesterday was one of the most enjoyable performances I've seen all season. And Brighton have been brilliant throughout the season consistently, which is why they're in the position they are. Like the energy they brought to that, maybe, maybe it was heightened by the fact that Chelsea again were just so poor and all over the shop. But Brighton taking on Manchester United in the cup semi final at uh, the job that Roberto De Zerbi has done. How good? Oh, he's done a great job. But don't get me wrong, you took over a team who were in a good place. I think we're fourth in the league under Potter when uh, De Zerbi came in. It was that little dip in terms of results when he first hmm. uh, kind of came in. But he set such a high bar there, uh, Potter. But uh, he's clearly got the players on side and they're playing a the brand of football now. It's absolutely breathtaking. This was an exception yesterday, Nathan. They've been, they've been throwing out these performances kind of week in, week out. You spoke about a kind of energy, but it's everything, all aspects of the game. High energy, yeah, absolutely. In possession, out possession, how tigerish they were, out possession, winning back, counter-pressing. 
and in the technical ability of the players. I mean, all over the pitch. I'm not talking about, Mika- you know. Every time you go back and you nearly look at 1 to 11 and go, geez, he could play for a top four team. Dunk. Well, look at Dunk. Like, he probably tagged as a kind of, not a journeyman centre half, but maybe a little bit kind of um, one dimensional centre half. Up and Adam wins his headers, you know, heart in his sleeve. That type of defender. Hey, you're looking at him under, under the Zerbe. He's getting on the ball. He's starting to playing out from the back, playing clever little balls on the inside, kind of driving forward. His game's improved. His overall game's improved. So that's the impressive, impressive thing for me when I look at a manager and individuals are becoming better. And players really buy into that nice. If they think, hold on, this fella's making me a better player. You know, they're all in. They're mm. all in in terms of that. And that performance yesterday on all levels in terms of quality of their football, uh, tenacity, uh, attitude was, was was breathtaking to see. It was a top quality uh, performance and they're probably in a great place going into that cup final. No, obviously no commitment to uh, midweek. You'd have to make them slight flavourites for me going. Really? Even, uh, even the fact I think they've lost uh, Evan unfortunately. Let's hope it's not uh, too serious. But yeah, the kind of balance in the team, the kind of confidence that they were playing at the energy levels. You know, I'd give them the, I'd make them slight flavourites it's over Manchester United going into that game next Sunday but it's going to be a terrific game great stuff Kenny cheers Nate